stay in the, in the place of worship. Just stay right in that place of worship. Just make yourself comfortable. But stay right in that place. And just, just let yourself imagine that it's very early in the morning. You're just waking up. It's very early in the morning and you can smell bread baking. And every day of your life you've woken up to that smell of bread baking. But today is going to be a different day. Today is a special day. As you wake up to the smell of bread baking, you just have that feeling of excitement inside you. Because today you're going on a journey. And you get up and you get dressed and you're almost too excited to eat breakfast and you get some of that bread packed up for you to take with you and still early in the morning you leave and although it's early in the morning there are people on the road already And you're going along and you begin to see the sun rising. And that bubble of excitement on the inside. And a couple of hours go by and there are more and more people now joining the road. And the road's getting bigger. You're outside of your own town and the road's getting bigger wider, broader and excitement's rising in you and everyone's talking and there's only one thing that they're talking about they're talking about the rabbi with the laughing eyes what he's doing, who he is what's happening They call him the rabbi with the laughing eyes because he's always smiling. And you're not quite sure what's going on, but you know that today is going to be a special day. And it's later now and the sun is getting stronger in the sky and you can feel the warmth on your neck and your shoulders. Your feet are getting dusty. And more and more people are crowding onto the road. Now there's a great crowd of you traveling. It's getting hotter. You're going further. This is further than you've ever been before. The sun's almost beginning to come down again in the sky before you come out in this broad place, an open place, 
grass on the plain. And there's more people than you've ever seen in your life before. And everyone's talking, everyone's laughing, everyone's calling out. There are children running round. And you continue just to push your way through the crowd. More and more of them. And just for one minute, the crowd in front of you somehow parts. And you just catch a glimpse of him. He's sitting on a rock and he's laughing. And he's just touched a blind man and the blind man can see. And the blind man's running round. And he's screaming, I can see, I can see. And the rabbi with the laughing eyes is laughing and everybody's excited. And more and more people are trying to press through to touch him. And he's laying his hands on them. And everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. When he touches water, it becomes the best wine. When he touches a woman bent double for 20 years with a spirit of infirmity, she stands tall. She's not looking at the ground anymore. She's not looking at the dust. She's looking up. Everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. Dead men walk out of tombs. Lame men walk. A woman that's bled for 12 years. In the instant that she touches him, she's healed. Everything that Jesus touches is transformed. And he's talking and he's teaching and he's laughing. And they're listening to every word. And you've never heard anything like it before. Nobody talks like this man. And he's taking the children on his knee and he's cuddling them and they're pulling at his beard and cuddling into him. And he's doing all of that and he's still talking and he's still answering questions. Rabbi with the laughing eyes. And everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. And there are a group of men close to Jesus. They seem to be his friends or his helpers. You're not quite sure which. As the sun begins to get lower in the sky, you just have this sense that there's a bit of agitation going on in there. They're kind of whispering to each other. What are we going to do? What should we do? What are we going to do? And one of them goes and, and whispers to Jesus. Jesus laughs and he says, you feed them. And then you become aware that the men around Jesus are coming out into the crowds and they're going, has anyone got any food? 
Do you have any food? Did you bring any food? And most people are shaking their heads or they ate their picnic long ago. Or... But you've got those loaves. You've got those five loaves of barley bread that your mother baked this morning early. You've got those two fishes that your father caught on the lake last night. You've still got your picnic lunch. And suddenly everything in you wants to give it to Jesus. Although you're hungry, everything in you wants to give it to Jesus. And you tug on the sleeve of one of the men with Jesus and you start to tell him about your little picnic and before you know where you are he's leading you through the crowd and you're in front of Jesus and you're looking into Jesus' eyes and Jesus is looking into your eyes and they're the kindest eyes you've ever seen And you suddenly see why they call him the rabbi with the laughing eyes. Because there's such a deep joy in him. And you take your five loaves and your two fishes. And you just hold them up to Jesus. It's all that you've got. Five loaves and two fishes. You don't have anything else. So you hold out those five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. And Jesus takes them in his hands. And he says to you, do you know, he says, apart from my own dear mother, there's no bread I'd rather eat than the bread that your mother Miriam cooks. And you're astonished because... You didn't know that Jesus has ever been anywhere near your town. How does he know? But when you're looking into his face, everything seems to make sense. And it's yes, of course he would know. He would know. Thank you, said Jesus. And he takes your five loaves and your two fishes into his hands. That's all there was, just bread and fish. So ordinary. So ordinary. But everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. And in Jesus' hands, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. And when those loaves and those two little fish are in Jesus' hands, he blesses them. his blessing has power and then he just begins to break them and hand them around and you can't understand it because five loaves and two fish that was just your picnic it's never going to feed all these people there are thousands of them but something's happening because Jesus is handing out the bread and the fish broken and blessed and more and more of it's going out and everybody's taking it and everybody's eating and it's become a huge picnic thousands of people eating bread and fish 
one little picnic, so ordinary, put in Jesus' hands, blessed by him, broken by him, feeding thousands. And even the man in the next village, the blacksmith, the one they laugh at because he can eat twice as much as any man and still have room for more, even he's got enough. He's eating. Because ordinary things placed in Jesus' hands become extraordinary. Everything that he touches is transformed. So right there, where you are in that place, looking up into Jesus' face, the rabbi with the laughing eyes, and seeing his eyes rest on you. What is it right now that you want to put into Jesus' hands? Maybe there's something that he's shown you that's in that pain place of yours. Maybe there's some disappointment or some shame. or Maybe there's something in that pain place you want to lay in Jesus' hands right now. Because everything that Jesus touches is transformed. So just see yourself taking that thing out of the pain place and laying it into Jesus' outstretched hands as you're looking into his face and he's looking into your face. And because everything he touches, he transforms. Just see what happens to that thing of pain that you've put in his hands. What happens to it? Because there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And now, as he stretches his hands in front of you, What's he giving you back? What does he have for you in exchange for that thing of pain? What's he giving you back? And maybe you were like me maybe you had labels that were put on you by other people names insults whatever maybe things were put on you by other people or maybe you took those names and you put them on yourself but his promise is I will change your name I will change your name So right now, just take that name, that label that belongs to the person that you were but you don't want to carry forward into the person that you're going to be. Take that name, take that label, rip that post-it note off your forehead. 
Maybe there's more than one. And just see yourself putting it into Jesus' hands. He's looking into your face. And you're looking into his face. Because everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. And there is power in the name of Jesus to change any name. And now he's going to give back. He's given back. He's giving back names right now. He's giving you names in exchange. Names birthed in his heart. Names birthed out of the way that he sees you. He's giving names. And there's somebody here right now that you've heard the name that he's giving you and you don't believe it. You think it's your imagination. You're hearing right. You are hearing right. It is him. That's how he sees you. So take it. Take it from his hands. And just receive it into your spirit. Put it into your heart. The name that he's giving back. And maybe your harp got hung up on the willow tree at some point. Maybe you need him to give you your harp back. Or maybe your harp just needs a little tuning and a new string or two. Maybe you need a new song for that harp of yours. Well, right there where you're standing... You're looking into Jesus' face. He's looking into yours. Let him give back to you what was taken from you. He's given them back. He's giving back your heart in your heart. And actually he's giving out songs. To, to three, to, there are three people here and he's giving you a song. He's giving back songs. And there are people here and you feel as though your voice was stolen from you. Somebody at some point took from you the power of your own voice he's giving that back he's giving back the voice of the person that you were always meant to be the voice of your true self he's giving it back not only is he giving it back but he's saying he's going to use it He's going to use it. He's going to use that voice that he's restoring. Hmm. And there's somebody here, he's he's giving a gift of poetry to somebody. (laughs) Mm, Jesus. Hmm. And 
maybe you had a bricked up room inside of you like the one at Item Moat and somewhere in there there's a skeleton that was a part of you that actually was left to die because somebody didn't value it and it was bricked up and left to die well you know just like he called Lazarus and he said come forth he's speaking he's speaking to those parts of us that were left to be bricked up inside those cupboards those pain places and he's saying come forth come forth and you're looking into his eyes and he's looking into your eyes and just hear him speak the words loose and let go because when Jesus calls that part of you out of the pain place you're not going to be tied up with bandages anymore you're going to be set free you're going to be loosed because everything that Jesus touches is transformed and maybe like David you were overlooked You were disregarded. Other people in the family were taller, more handsome, more important, the right gender, cleverer. Just take that. And as you're standing in front of Jesus and you're looking into his face and he's looking into yours, just take that and put it in Jesus' hands. And maybe you, maybe there's a part of you that's still wearing somebody else's armor that doesn't quite fit. And if that's you, then just see that armor falling away. Just see yourself shedding it. Like a skin falling off. And see yourself gathering up those bits and laying them into Jesus' hands. And everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. What's he giving back? What garment is he giving back to you? Hmm, Jesus. He's giving someone... He's giving someone a mantle of joy. And maybe you need him to wrap around you that robe of righteousness that's a part of your inheritance. And if that's you, then just Just let him wrap that robe of righteousness around you now. He's giving it back. It's always been yours. You just didn't know you had it because the armor was weighing you down. But now you're free of the armor. He can surround you and 
wrap you and enfold you in those garments that he's giving back. Because everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. I I can see for somebody he's taking off a yoke and it's like a great heavy oak yoke that you've been carrying and it's it's a yoke of a mother's disapproval. And he's actually lifting it off and he's, he's breaking it across his knee like it was a twig. And in its place, he's putting his yoke upon you. Your shoulders have been bowed down for so long by that yoke. But in exchange, he's giving you his yoke. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. And it's, it's just like a beautiful gossamer silk shawl settling on your shoulders no weight no heaviness he's giving it back because there's power in the name of Jesus to break every yoke and maybe like David you came with a harp in your hand And someone came against you with a javelin. Or maybe you came with a javelin in your hand against someone that had a harp. Whatever it is, take that and lay it into the hands of Jesus. You're looking up into his face. He's looking down into yours. And there are some people here who've actually been wounded by that javelin that somebody came against them with. It's left a wound. And actually what Jesus is doing is drawing the javelin out of the wound. And he's just putting oil and wine on the place where it was for healing. He's giving it back. He's giving back wholeness. And maybe there are some dreams that got lost somewhere along the way. Like David, you thought that there was a dream in your hands. You thought there was a destiny in your hands. And somehow it just hasn't happened. And it's just like broken pieces of a fine china vessel all broken up. Just see yourself holding the the shards and the broken pieces. And as you're standing there in front of Jesus, just see yourself putting those broken pieces of the dream into his hands. And everything that Jesus touches, he transforms. So see him close his hands over those broken pieces of the dream. And then when he opens his hands, what's he giving back? What does he have in his hands for you?
promise, what pledge is he putting into your hands right now? Because remember, it was only when the bread and the fish were broken that he was able to distribute them to a multitude. And it's those broken pieces that in his hands are transformed and given back. just let him show you that heavenly treasure chest of hope that's filled with the riches of his glory let him show it to you the places in your life where you need hope you need a hope that something's going to change you need a hope that God's going to act you need a hope that life can look different where's the place in your life that needs hope Just see Jesus in front of you, opening the lid of that treasure chest of hope. And as you place into his hands that situation, that person, that issue, that thing inside of you, that feels like there isn't any hope. Just allow him to reach into the heavenly treasure chest of hope and place something from him into your hands. And it might surprise you. It might not be what you were expecting to get back. Because he's always a God of surprises. And often the thing he gives is not the thing we're expecting. But it's always the thing that we need. There's somebody that yesterday you thought that you you said to yourself, well, actually, I'm always going to be a counselor. It's not going to work for me. I'm not going to be a butterfly. Well, for you, he's giving the hope. He's giving hope that you're going to be a butterfly with Wings like no other butterflies ever had. 
He's giving back. He's giving the reality that you're not in a cocoon, you're a butterfly. He's giving the hope to somebody here. This is kind of specific, but he's giving back the hope that the relationship you never believed you would have is waiting for you in the future. And if there's an area of hopelessness that the Holy Spirit is just drawing to your attention now, then just see yourself gathering that thing up. And as you're just in front of Jesus, looking into his face, just... Put that particular thing that Holy Spirit's drawing to your attention, put that into Jesus' hands right now. And again, just see those hands close over that issue of hopelessness. And then let Jesus reach down into his heavenly treasure chest of hope. And let him give back the thing that you need. And and right at the beginning, you know, God described himself as I am. He called himself I am. And when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, he described himself the same way, I am. Because it's I am whatever thing it is that you need right now. So if there's anything right now that you still want to put into Jesus' hands, because you need him to be I am in that situation. Put that thing into his hands right now. And let him speak to you. Let him speak to you the name that you need to hear him to be. Maybe you need him to hear him say, I am provision. I am strength. I am comfort. Let him speak to you. That thing that you need right now. Okay, and there's someone to whom he's giving a sword. And and this is the, the sword of the Spirit that divides 
He's giving discernment. Someone, he's, he's just giving discernment right now. That's sort of the spirit that divides even to joint and marrow. He's giving that. Living within you is the Christ who floods you. He floods you. He floods you. With the expectations of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded in us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of his glory and actually this is a place you can come back to you can come back to this place where you're looking into his face and he's looking into yours and you're giving him that thing that you don't want in your life and he's opening the lid of the heavenly treasure chest of hope And he's saying, I am whatever you need. He is your shield. He is your strength. He is your portion. He is your deliverer. He is your shelter. He is your strong tower. He is your very present help in time of need. My God, I will sing you a brand new song when you give me the victory. The harp inside my heart will make music to you. For living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectations of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded in us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope that you can go to again and again because it's filled with the riches of glory. Sing that last one. You know, you are my shield, my strength, my portion, my deliverer. Just as we sing this, let it be an affirmation for all those things that you exchanged with him, for all those things he gave back, for all those promises, for all those things that came out of the heavenly treasure chest of hope, let this be your affirmation where we stand and we say yes. You did it, I received it, I have it, it's within me. 
So Jesus, I'm just asking you to seal in the spirit all of the exchanges, all of the healing, all of the provision, all of the gifts of hope that you made tonight. Seal them over each one of these, your chosen women, so that nothing can be lost, nothing forgotten, nothing choked, nothing stolen. But we have within us everything that you gave us out of that heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of your glory. And we're just going to spend a little bit of time singing this, giving those whispers of worship. And if you just want someone to pray over you and seal what was done tonight, then just come to the front and that would be that would be good to do if you feel that there's still any anything unfinished in those transactions anything that you just want someone to stand beside you and stand with you (laughs) 